0: welcome to rhonda np's menopause guide podcast with rhonda Jollip, nurse practitioner hormone expert and menopause mentor balance your menopause experience with natural solutions and regain control to live the life you love let's get started hi this is chris doctor and i'm your co-host for the menopause guide podcast with rhonda np i'll be joined in just a minute by rhonda and hey, are you a first time listener? Well, if you are, hello, thank you so much for tuning in today. Rhonda and I are here to help you figure out some of the most common or maybe not so common questions related to your perimenopause and menopause experience. So, any of the resources we mentioned today, we will put links in the show notes, which you can find at our website, RhondaNP.com. Also, at the website, You'll be able to find our web store where we have high quality products that Rhonda uses every day in her clinic with her perimenopause and menopausal patients. Also there, there we have some great information like our perimenopause quiz to let you know if you are in menopause or perimenopause and also information on our online courses that provide education and empowerment all about this menopause stuff. We open our signature course, Menopause 101, just a few times a year, so that we are able to offer VIP service to our students. If we aren't open, when you head over to the site, we have a spot where you can put your name on an interest list, and we will be sure to send you a reminder email when we are open. So are you ready? Today, we are talking about a critically important topic for all women, and it's breast cancer risk reduction and prevention. As a daughter and a sister to breast cancer survivors, I know all too well about this area. But I also know from my work with two national breast cancer organizations that education and action are really your best defense. So today, Rhonda and I will address her top strategies for risk reduction. We'll also look at what special considerations a breast cancer survivor should be aware of during menopause. Rhonda has some really great tips from why the metabolizing of estrogens for prevention is such a big deal, key information on your lymphatic system, and some important tips on how to avoid toxins in your perfumes, your lotions, and makeup. So let's get started. So today on the Menopause Guide podcast, we are going to be talking about breast cancer and risk reduction strategies. And I'm Chris Doctor, and I'm your co-host, and Rhonda Jolliffe is here with us as well. So, how are you doing today, Rhonda? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. And you know, breast cancer and I have a long relationship kind of. I want to talk a little bit about my my background, uh, just to give our listener a little background about me. Uh, my mom and my sister are both breast cancer survivors, and I worked in the breast cancer field before Rhonda and I started Rhonda NP. I did fundraising uh, at the national level, uh, and I have always really been truly frightened of breast cancer because it has touched my family so specifically, has taken loved ones, as I'm sure it has for you as a listener. You know people who have been affected by breast cancer. So today, I'm excited to um, talk to Rhonda about some breast cancer risk reduction strategies that she's so intimately involved in because she exclusively treats—well, she doesn't exclusively—but she treats women and menopausal women. So um, that's just my little kickoff for this for this episode.
1: Yeah, I guess when you uh, are in women's health, you really have to be interested in the breasts and the whole biggest scare of women today really is breast cancer. Uh, although we are dying more of heart disease uh, in in much more numbers and living in with breast cancer in much more numbers than we used to, uh, we're still really fearful of breast cancer. And that's rightfully so, because there is a lot of people with breast cancer more than they used to and cancer in general. So yeah, I I, I get the whole scare of the breast cancer thing. Uh, The thing with the scare that concerns me is some people are so afraid that they think about it all the time. And that when it's on your mind, you can literally in your mind create things. And that's not good either. So if we give some tools and strategies to help women, I think that. They can take some control of that. They're doing something for prevention, and prevention isn't just getting your mammograms. Uh, you know that's kind of what we call prevention, and really that's not prevention. That's just you know simply seeing where your um, where you're at with your mammogram, um, and so there's so many other things that are involved in the whole breast cancer thing. You know, and just generally keeping yourself healthy um, for all cancers. Um, You can fight off cancers just by living a healthy lifestyle. And so I think that word needs to get get out, that really prevention of breast cancer is so many more things. There's a lot of tools that you can do.
0: So what would be special considerations for a breast cancer survivor and menopause? What does she need to be thinking about or doing as it relates to um, this onset of menopause? Or maybe she got thrust into it because of her chemotherapy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that does happen. And, you know, really, I, it starts with diet, I have to say, because that is re- when you, I look at food as medicine. And so if you're eating really good food, that's providing nutrients to your body and it's protecting your cells and fighting off those free radicals that are not, so the cancer is not able to grow and, um, and, and, So that's really important. So it really starts with diet. Eliminating sugar is a really big deal. Uh, Sugar is like a drug, not only in our body, but it also um, creates an environment that cancer cells love, and they love to grow on that. So between the sugar and the whole insulin management, um, that's a big deal. And when I say insulin management, that's a hormone uh, that manages our blood sugar. And we want to keep our insulin... In a good range, uh, and you can do that with diet and exercise. You want to do that because we know that extra blood sugar circulating around in the bloodstream, um, like I say, cancer cells love that and they feed on that. So you want to keep your blood sugars down. That's very important for all cancers, and in particularly breast cancer. So I say diet, and and honestly. Um, antioxidants are extremely important, you know, the greener, the oranger, the redder, the vegetables, the better, because that means that they're filled with nutrients. So your fruits and vegetables are your best choices, really, all the colors um, can really help ward off cancers. So what
0: does a breast cancer survivor need to be considering in terms of um, hormone replacement therapy at this point because that's a really complicated big huge question, but I know that you know as as survivors uh, women do not want to introduce anything anything that could happen to uh, uh make recurrence possible or even a remote possibility because of what she's gone through already so what what do you recommend? for consideration at this point for a breast cancer
1: survivor? Well, at menopause and perimenopause, uh, what happens is your estrogen, we have a lot of circulating estrogens, but there's three main ones. There's estradiol, estriol, and estrone. And at menopause, when you lose um, your ovaries lose their function, um, you're losing more of your estradiol, and so you have more estrone. Now, estrone, the extra estrone in our bodies really are more related to your risk for breast cancer. So it's how you metabolize your estrogens that's really the most important thing. And so The metabolism of estrogens um, and for prevention is a really big deal. And again, when I talked about those fruits and vegetables, eating a pound of vegetables a day can actually help your estrogen metabolism, so you will produce more of the healthier estriol and estradiol than producing or metabolizing into the metabolites of estrone, which we know are the least healthiest out out of all the estrogens so naturally in menopause we're changing our estrogens anyway so it's really really important to do some of these things to help the metabolism of estrogens
0: so what would be uh your you know all the symptoms that uh women are going through during menopause and and for a breast cancer survivor you know there's some of the the ideas that we talk about uh you know in this podcast and in in our in our courses that are natural that she doesn't need to be afraid of, you know, that can actually offer some relief. And maybe you could talk about some of the main symptoms and and some of the natural strategies that she doesn't need to be afraid of.
1: Sure. Well, when a woman's diagnosed with breast cancer, and especially if it's estrogen, progesterone, um, receptive what they will put her on is medications to literally deplete every ounce of estrogen in your body Uh, and some women are even going a step further and having a um, hysterectomy or oophrectomy to take their ovaries out so they don't produce anymore um and so that that then they have none, and that's that's when the symptoms really start and so i've always had uh you know i've always worked with menopause and perimenopausal women and that's been my specialty but it's when I think about breast cancer women I think of them as going into menopause a hundredfold because not only they they're not going into this natural decline it's like this immediate loss of estrogen and it's not just a little loss it's a lot loss because it's the medications literally sucking all of the estrogens out and estrogen really is our main hormone for a woman um, for many things, um you know, obviously our menstrual cycles, but also our skin, our nails, our our brain function, our heart function, I mean, there's so many things. so breast cancer women really need to look at this as, okay, what do I need to do to um, give me the best health that I can? And so, some of the things that I do, and I do obviously with menopausal women in in particular. Um, is when you're losing your estrogen, um, your adrenal glands will take over a lot of the workhorse. So supporting the adrenal glands in breast cancer women can really be safe and um, effective. So just supporting the adrenal glands with some um, adaptogen herbs like ashwanga or rhodiola, maybe some ginseng. Those things can really help your energy, your mood, hot flashes, night sweats. So those are kind of my faves right next to the diet and exercise. Uh, there was a study, this is one of my favorite studies um, done on exercise and breast cancer survivors. And what they found is women that um, exercise after they had diagnosis of breast cancer that they had a significantly less chance of reoccurrence if they did regular exercise and it was only i think 20 minutes five times a day so not not um, extreme exercise just moderate exercise moderate regular exercise can decrease your risk of reoccurrence so i cannot stress exercise enough and i even bring that up to women for prevention so if that's preventing reoccurrence Think about what it does to prevent actually getting it in the first place. So regular exercise is huge for breast cancer. And then the whole diet thing that I talked about, the um, fruits and vegetables, extremely important.
0: So along with this episode, we'll have a download of your top strategies for risk reduction prevention. So let's talk about maybe your top three or four right now um, in this podcast, and then the listener can go ahead and download the rest if she's interested in, in learning more about that information.
1: Sure. So one of my favorites that women, um, there's a lot of stuff out there and that women hear a lot of things, you know, obviously the fruits and vegetables, obviously the exercise, but another thing that a lot of women, I'm, I'm surprised they don't hear enough about for prevention is really, um, treating your breasts as, um, as uh, their own preventative measure. So keep in mind that around our breast is our lymphatic system at its most concentrated. So we have lymph nodes all the way around our breast. That's why they check lymph nodes when someone's diagnosed to see if the cancer's gone in those lymph nodes. So they go under the arm all the way down around underneath the breast. That's where our lymphatic system drains. So keep in mind our lymphatic system is really our immune system. And if you can keep your lymphatic system um, healthy, you can actually prevent cancer as well. So one thing, keep in mind our breasts. So most women and especially large women, large breasted women, um, they will have underwire under their bras and bras that hold them up, lift them in, and push their bra, their boobs in. Now, keep in mind, when you're pushing all of that in, you're staticking, or the the lymphatic isn't draining as well, okay? So, a lot of people don't think about this. So, what I do is I really tell women, first of all, you shouldn't wear underwire bras, because wire in itself is not good around breast tissue. Um, It can kind of leach out some toxic things. So I would not recommend um, underwire bras at all. Um, And then getting your, taking your bra off at night and massaging your breasts. And when I say massage, it's under your arms, all the way down kind of your drainage, um, where the drainage goes and massage it all the way around your breasts. And then I also say, just bounce them around, bounce, 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 Um, get those, get those, that lymphatic tissue draining and do this every day, do it in the morning and do it at night, you know, and, and whenever you take your breath, do that. Um, Cause that really helps kind of move and, and move that lymphatic system and getting your body healthy. And when you do this, you actually feel better overall. It's supporting your whole immune system, not just your breasts. So I really highly recommend that. In my clinic, I do have a breast oil um, that I use. You can use some essential oils, coconut oil. I know clary sage and frankincense is always good for anything um, with a little coconut oil or almond oil, um, some kind of carrier oil, and then massage your breasts. And you want to massage them from the nipple out and in, bounce them around, under your arm, all the way around, and do this for a good 5 to 10 minutes every day it's a really big deal.
0: Good. You know, and, and honestly, being in the breast cancer space for 10 plus years and with national organizations, I'd never heard that, but it makes so much sense. I mean, it's really a natural strategy.
1: You know, and, and you were in the major, you were in the midst of the research. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were dealing with the research of breast cancer. So I, I, it almost makes me cringe that we don't even think about the common sense things like our lymphatic system and preventing it that way, our diet, you know, we're thinking of mammograms as prevention. Mm -hmm. Mammograms to me are not prevention. Mammograms are diagnostic tools. They're not Mm -hmm. a preventative, you know, having them done to make sure that you don't have it, you might consider that a prevention, but the other tools that you do to actually prevent cancer is what I call prevention. Does that make sense? No, it absolutely does. That, but that is like in my thought process, mammograms are not preventative medicine. Mammograms are diagnostic tools to see if you have any growth going on. Absolutely, so you can be, you know, preventative. And by the way, if you haven't heard of thermograms, um, I, I'm a huge proponent of thermograms and I do them in my clinic. And thermograms, uh, I'll just a little tell you a little bit about them because I think they're so important. Um, the, the history of a thermogram is back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s, they were looking at a tool that they were going to monitor and look at breast cancer. And the three tools they looked at was a mammogram, thermogram, and ultrasound. And the mammogram won. And so that was became the gold standard. And basically, it was because the ultrasound and thermogram Technology just wasn't there. The mammogram technology was a little bit more advanced at that time. Well, times have changed, but for medicine, um, the times changing for medicine is much slower. Um, But times have changed, and so technology have changed. And now uh, the technology of the thermogram is really highly advanced. And what the thermogram is is it actually they're taking a picture of you, and they're six feet away. So they're looking at the skin, the hot and cold spots on the skin that correlate With what's going on in the breast, and they can the thermogram can actually pick up cellular activity at a much earlier phase than a a mammogram. The mammogram, there has to be a visual nodule to be seen, Um, and by the time it's actually that, the cells have replicated, replicated millions of times um, to actually make that visible nodule. So in the thermogram there's activity that can show up in a thermogram like inflammation. And we know that cancer starts with inflammation. So you can do a thermogram and maybe one of your breasts has a lot of inflammation going on. And so I'll sit down with women and tell them, you know, we need to work on this. This is more of an inflammatory thing because we did a mammogram. There's no nodule there. So we can't diagnose cancer, but something's going on with thermogram. So it can pick things up six to eight years before a mammogram might pick anything up. So that's a really big deal. And so I like that as my preventative care. The downfall to thermograms is some women do get quite nervous if they see an abnormality. So the education is so important because we do, a, if there's an abnormality, we'll do a mammogram. There's no breast cancer on the mammogram. We can literally stop that breast cancer from forming because we won't really know what 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 stage it's in. Um, in its replication, but if it's just in the inflammatory stage and it hasn't even developed any cancer cells, you can really turn things around. And I've always been a believer that we always have cancer cells within ourselves and our body's constantly fighting them off. And so if you give your body the right things to constantly fight off all the cancer cells that you're going to be, uh, your risk is going to be much lower.
0: And you know, that's such a good point, Rhonda, because I think a lot of women are afraid of mammograms specifically because they think they hurt or they do hurt them. Um, and this thermography is something where you actually, it's, you stand in front of the device, correct? So it right, doesn't even right. really touch you. So it's, it's one of the, it's kind of an easier, an easier entry into the whole screening kind of philosophy or mentality and really, you you know yourself, if you're doing yourself breast exams and things of that nature, you just really want to arm yourself with every tool you can from what you're yeah. putting in your body, on your body, you know, and, and could you talk a little bit about toxins too? I think that's a really big, um, it's a big, scary topic, but if there's mm-hmm. some simple things that women could do to lessen
1: toxins in their environment,
0: what you would recommend?
1: Oh my gosh. The number <laughs> one thing with women is uh, lotions, makeup, perfumes, hair products. They are so filled with toxins and women that I, I believe that's why we probably have more cancer than men because of that very reason, because we do just lather ourselves in all this stuff. Perfume is absolutely the worst and many lotions. Um, and when you think about our skin, everything that gets on our skin goes into our body. Um, and it's, our skin is also the largest surface area organ in our body. And so there's a huge surface area giving, giving it open to those toxins. So anything that we get on our skin. So stay away. If I can tell you one thing is just clean up your skincare. Um, do, do, you know, make sure what you're putting on, your skin is all natural and organic. And, um, you have to be careful with the word organic because just because it says organic on the bottle doesn't mean that it's a hundred percent organic. There only has to be a certain percentage. So the only lotion I ever use is coconut oil anymore. I, 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 ha- I haven't used lotions for years. Um, and makeup is, I'm very, very particular with my makeup and there's some good makeups out there now. Um, and, uh, hair products are so filled with toxins. So make sure that you're looking at what you're using, because what those do is they get into your body and your body reads them like this little computer chip, like an estrogen. So they actually think some of those, um, they're called xenoestrogens, that's coming from the toxic environment, that it's a xenoestrogen. And so our body will literally respond to that estrogen versus our own natural estrogens and then that will actually produce more and it can actually put you at increased risk for breast cancer that way so i cannot say that enough plastic bottles please discard plastic bottles if you're at a football game or whatever and that's you need to drink get a plastic water bottle fine but i do not recommend having them drinking out of water or drinking water out of plastic bottles at all um you know once in a while is okay but some people are drinking 12 10 12 bottles of water a day and what's happened is the plastics in the water bottles seep into the water And then we drink them. And again, those plastics actually um, are like a xenoestrogen. And so you'll get that estrogenic effect again in the body, which can put you at increased risk because it's a bad estrogen that's reading. And so microwaving, not microwaving your foods in plastic because that seeps in. Try not to eat any foods that have plastic around them, which can be difficult. Um, But keep in mind the plastics that we use really um, seep into our foods and then we eat them. So be careful with that stuff. Organic obviously doesn't have the pesticides and herbicides on them. So um, those are the better. Um, but if you don't do organic, just make sure you wash your fruits and vegetables really well. Um, so you get rid of the pesticides because those two can seep into your skin and read as a xenoestrogen.
0: That's great information. You know, what I'll do is in the show notes, we'll put a couple of links that are really important. One would be, um, the environmental working group that has a, what's it okay. called? The makeup. I don't know. It's really cool where it's a database. Yeah. They have a
1: database, yeah mm-hmm. That, that, um, it's called skin deep, skin deep. Um, <laughs> yeah, skin deep. And actually, oh yeah. Thanks for reminding me of that. it, It, um, there's a database where you can plug in any ingredient. Like you can take the back of your bottle, plug in each ingredient, and it will tell you how toxic it is. And it actually rates it according to what kind of toxicity. Is it like an allergic type reaction you could have? Is it a carcinogenic, which it can actually produce carcinogens? Um, and it will rate it that way. And then it will rate it on a scale of, one to five on how bad it is. So, yeah, that's an awesome thing. And in there, also, if you just want to pick good products, they actually have all products listed. So, if here, here's a little tip if it's not in this, because this database is huge. The first time I looked at it was about 10 years ago and it, it wasn't as big. And now, obviously, it's, their database is so huge. If something that you're using isn't in there, I probably wouldn't use it because they might not want it in there because it's that bad. So I would look at the products that are in the EWG website, Skin Deep, and go with those. The other thing I'll do
0: is we uh, have a great source that we recommend all the time. It's Anne Marie Cosmetics. I'll put a link there in the show notes as well. And then finally, what we'll do is we will, uh, with this uh, podcast, also have a download of really the top, uh, strategies or risk, redu- risk reduction strategies that Rhonda is recommending. And we'll have that as a freebie download as well. So you can check that out at our website, rhondanp.com. So any last thoughts today, Rhonda?
1: No, I I just really want women to understand about what prevention of breast cancer really is. So the things I talked about today, using these tools, I mean, getting rid of the toxins is a really big deal. Getting rid of sugar, eating healthy, exercising has been proven over and over. So, you know, using all of the tools, I mean, you just can't do enough to prevent breast cancer these days. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening
0: or watching, and we will catch you on the next podcast. Thanks. Have a
1: great day.
0: Thanks for joining the Menopause Guide Podcast with Rhonda N.P. You'll find the show notes and other valuable information at our website, rhondanp.com. Don't worry about this menopause thing. You've got this.